Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 87 for Tuesday, November 17th. I'm Alex Dewey here today with Alex Rudy, Farbod Markazi, and Ray Estrada. How you guys doing? Doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing good. It, it, that, I, that's I, one of the, the smoother uh, smoother responses that I've ever received. I wonder why that could be. Uh, I want to take the F5 season. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> it's Woj Bomb time. That is true. Um, I, I want to take this time to uh, wish a happy birthday to one of our loyal listeners, uh, Grant Namist or G Breezeway. Um, happy birthday, roommate. Do we, all, do we all get to do birthday shout-outs? I didn't know about this. this oh. is, he, he's, a, he's a listener. <laughs> We have listeners. Uh, well, yeah, happy huh. birthday, nonetheless. Uh, yes, it's happy all ex- it's all exciting. Yeah, the the <laughs> NBA stuff uh, makes makes me wish we were an NBA podcast for for a minute. Or so. peace basketball. <laughs> Never <laughs> Sub- forget. Subscribe. No, <laughs> it doesn't exist right now. Don't look for it. Uh, we're gonna talk baseball today I because we're a baseball alive. podcast, and there's there's just a bunch of random stuff to talk about. There's some some awards uh, that weren't all that surprising uh but there was some other random news that that we'll get into uh along with a little bit uh a little bit of free agent updates but the off season is still very much waiting to happen so let's let's go ahead and get started with the white Sox new manager which boy oh boy it there's there's not a whole lot of bright spots in uh in, in all these developments so so tony la Russa, you know a uh, big uh, legit Hall of Famer uh, is is the White Sox manager who... He's a baseball guy. He's a baseball guy. Baseball person. Uh, he was... Shortly after it was announced that he was um, the new manager for the White Sox, uh, it was found out that he had been arrested for a DUI in... Um, it was in Arizona, correct? And he... Um, he he had a very interesting response uh, to the arresting officer, which which was probably you know the DUI is not good of course, but the the really weird headline was was the the quote and and what he had said to the arresting officer um, while remember drunk. So he he was saying, "Do you see my ring? I, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother." I I, I don't know how. I don't think that's how he talks, but that's how I that's how I heard it in my head. Um, that's just that's just got to be a hilarious interaction uh, to to witness, but really not hilarious on the White Sox part for just being like, well, what were we supposed to do? Well, th- th- apparently it happened yeah. before he interviewed. I mean, it's also not hilarious <laughs> on his part for first of all drinking and driving. Yeah, that part's not thinking, cool. Thinking his baseball fame and his baseball, uh, uh like accomplishments will get him out of the law will put him above the law i mean one of the things that i saw was that he told the officer that uh the officer was just doing this to um embarrass him which is by far weird Uh, i think the officer is doing his job but i mean he's he's a legit baseball person apparently you know what is hilarious though is us being able to laugh at the White Sox's incompetence, right? When they get good for the first time since, like, 2005, <laughs> they just let Reinsdorf, like, hire a manager that he remembered being good when he managed them in the 80s. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy's... Yeah, that guy's cool. That guy's, they gonna hire, that like, guy's Hall of Famer baseball person. Next year? <laughs> yeah, I seriously. Mean, bring back 
bring back uh, Ozzy again. You might as well just brought back, back, brought back Ozzy again. This is all I think Ian would have been a legitimately way better choice. Can we all? Yes. You're, <laughs> you're forgetting that Oz, that Ozzy Gian was was probably one of the only managers traded in a deal to the Marlins. Um, that that that, that, that was, was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Larusa. I mean, having actually met him and interacted with him a little bit at last year's winter meetings. Um, yeah, I mean, Ozzy Gian won a World Series. Underrated. Yeah. Yeah, with the White Sox. Um, Tony Russo is not a guy for the modern MLB. Uh, yes, he has all his accolades. Fantastic manager. Or for but... the modern DMV. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but he went on this, this rant that all the anti-analytics guys go on where they don't outwardly say, oh, analytics are bad. But they talk about bringing back the old aspects of like, oh, let's like half numbers, half like old school baseball. It's like, no. <laughs> it's it's not how the MLB works now. So it, it was a dumb hire, and then this just makes it look even worse. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we talked about this uh, either on the podcast last week or just over Discord as a as a group um, off air. This they they brought this guy in to coach a team full of just young guys who haven't even made it past arbitration. How it. I mean, I think what Rudy said is right. The White Sox are getting good again. They're promising. They have a they have a boatload of young guys who are who are looking for their next leader. Um, and the, I I was puzzled by this move even before this DUI stuff came out. And I mean, man, this is just bad, and it's kind of laughable on the White Sox end too. Larusa is a dinosaur and very clearly an asset from this from this one story that was very recent and surprising that the White Sox just kind of shrugged it off to go along with all the other criticisms that they've gotten. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm more interested in watching the players anyway, the manager. Um, I don't watch baseball for the managers. Uh, we might as well stay on the White Sox news with, with a bit of a happier story and Jose Abreu winning the AL MVP. That one was probably one of the closer uh, award races in this shortened season, but it, he was incredibly emotional when it was announced that he was the the MVP on, on MLB Network and over over video call um, was, was crying, was surrounded by his, his family and, and had some very touching words about his about his mother and, and his grandmother even, I, I believe, who he was, you know, just really broken up about and um just the one quote that that i wanted to go with the the real tear tearjerker now now my mom can really say that she has an mvp as a son and she can keep saying that i'm her mvp come on that's that's incredible yeah you gotta love that i mean yeah this guy's awesome great baseball player this quote just cherry on top yeah and and certainly deserve the mvp but an RBI a game and most total bases in the American League, if not the MLB, I believe. Yeah, he was absurd. This this too much two month stretch. He was legitimately hitting everything. He took advantage of a two month season better than anybody else, and and has has some nice hardware to go uh, along with it now. So, White Sox got a lot of really good stuff to watch on the field. Let's just let's just keep the eyes on the field maybe not pay attention to anything else so 
All right, let's let's move on. Let's talk about. Um, I, I really should have lo- looked up how to say say her name, but I I heard it tonight. I think okay. it's like Aang or something. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll that go sounds with... confident. Kim, so Kim Aang, heard... the first female GM in baseball and in any American pro sport, possibly in like any pro sport anywhere to be to be candid, but you know of the American pro sports, like the first GM uh, in any of them which is how overdue yeah really right it's incredibly overdue mm-hmm. i mean we see some guys uh obviously some some guys becoming gms uh nowadays in the last five ten years who they've had some front office experience but not a whole lot and she has probably the uh, i saw i think it was john Heyman that tweeted this i said how can someone with this much experience and be how can someone be have this much experience and be so overqualified for a position and have to wait this long to get it? And it, for women everywhere, for um, her, so happy. This is nine five. Where are we going? Barnes to land from outside. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, but we can cut that out. Um, <laughs> this is just an incredible, incredible moment for baseball, for sports. Um, I think uh, hopefully this will lead to other qualified women getting spots in, in Major League Baseball and all the sports. Um, Giants had a third base coach, first base coach, um, who uh, a female first base coach, third base coach this past season. Hitting coach. Some, uh, hitting coach. I know that I know the, the, we're just waiting for the Spurs to name Becky Hammond as their, as their head coach after, after pop retires. It, um, it's just a great thing for modern, uh, first American sports, professional sports. Yeah, she's been working in baseball since 1991. Holy, yeah. that's a long. Yeah, career. I mean, you saw from the response that nobody viewed this as a token hire. You know, I mean, nobody even tried to attempt to make that that uh, that 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 assertion. Like, she has earned it. She has been in the trenches in front offices like you said since 1991 almost 30 full years and of how awesome experience is in major league baseball how awesome is the connection with Derek jeter too you you want yeah, i mean do you want to share it she's she's been in in the front <laughs> office for the biggest organizations in, in the game with the yankees and dodgers among other teams yes and uh, she tweeted out the day she was uh, it was announced um a picture of her in 96 with Jeter and then a picture of her um, shaking Jeter's hand um, uh, accepting the offer basically on the, on at Marlins ballpark. That's awesome. Planting the seeds way back, way back. Maybe Derek Jeter does know what he's doing a little bit, huh? Haters? Nah. Haters? That can't, at, that can't be haters. I never said he didn't know what he was doing. I, I actually didn't say you were a hater. Thank you. The haters. I, I just wanted to point I mean, he out brought, that he brought in Somebody who is more qualified than him to make personnel decisions. Hey, that's better than most. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, good hire by the Marlins. The Marlins are probably going to go back to sucking next year if I were a betting man. But hey, maybe, maybe soon-ish. Don't underestimate the longest tenured manager in Marlins history. So we want to talk about talk about this guy now. <laughs> we can. He he was he was making news in. Pretty unexpected ways too. By what did the manager of the flipping year, Don Mattingly, of all people, um, 
you know, the Mar nobody expected the Marlins to make the playoffs, but also nobody expected to be playing a two-month season in which the Marlins would miss, like, a quarter of from from a really poorly handled uh, COVID outbreak. So uh, you can... They made it up. You can... Uh, I, guess, I guess they did make it up enough, but but hey... I don't vote on these things. They just see, whoa, the Marlins made the playoffs. This guy managed the crap out of this team. Then let's let's give it to him. It's it's a weird it's a weird award. I want to know I, who I, you I think honestly should have won that award. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, it's 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 just a narrative award. That's all it is. Like, yeah. I mean, did he you do maybe Jay Stingler? But then again, managing? he sent his he sent his new star pitcher out to throw his elbow out. So yeah. That, Everybody makes mistakes, but like I, I guess Don Mattingly did it. Like, good job. Well, I, if there was a comeback coach of the year, it probably would have been Don Mattingly. Um, I mean, but you have to be good at one point to be a comeback coach. Yeah, I was gonna say, got him. Sure. So, uh, I, I, I just said that for Ray. I knew he would appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I, I do appreciate it, Rudy. <laughs> pretty good baseball um, player back yes. in the day i can say that nice i do think it's him. kind of absurd yeah. oh he's the greatest yankee to not have a world series i don't it think it's kind of, doesn't it, it's just very fitting that a manager whose team had a large COVID outbreak one manager of the year like only mlb would just ignore that like aspect of it completely I mean, i'm not saying like the manager is directly responsible for it but he indirectly is that is i do think that is like part of the duties of a manager this year so. Managers are responsible for uh, clubhouse culture, regardless, team culture, and team understanding of what is bigger than them and bigger than baseball. And yes, it, it, it a team that has the joint um, the joint culture uh, together probably would have taken this a little bit more seriously. I do agree with you. I mean, this year you could think that part of his leadership responsibilities were the fact that yeah, don't don't like talk to your team make sure everyone's on the same page and bought into the fact that we're not going to make dumb decisions and lose half of our season and have to make up in double headers and other other ways um because we're endangering ourselves and, and endangering our families endangering the public because of covid yeah let's not overlook the fact that these awards too are voted on pretty much immediately after the season and then yes. we don't find out the finalists which are just the top three okay. until the end of the playoffs, and then we find the winners out a week later. On that note, um, Marlins still won a playoff series. Uh, uh, that 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 was awesome. Uh, so good for them. Good for the new general manager. Uh, good for Don Mattingly. Yeah, they're gonna suck again next year. Like if you feel it, you really don't like them. You don't it's not a hot take, either. dude. It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless they go ham. Man hates the Marlins and but pick the Rangers to win the AL West. <laughs> I'll I'll take my lumps. I I make bold predictions and I and I go down spectacularly, so uh, I'll own it. They if unless they do something spectacular in free agency in this off season or you know in in any way unless they're they're ready to make splashes the current the current makeup is not enough. Um. Yeah. So, what else? I, this really is a random, random hodgepodge of, of news items from baseball going on recently. Um, I, I will get, I will get to uh, the the free agent updates in just a sec. Let's let's do this one. This one was really weird. 
So Mac Williamson of the San Francisco <laughs> Giants um, recently sued the stadium owners, the same ownership group as the Giants. So essentially suing his his uh, his ownership group um, over a concussion that he got as a result of having bullpens in foul territory at AT and T Park. Which fair? That's a ridiculous thing to to still have in a in a relatively new ballpark. Like, what are you thinking? And I also think that's just hilarious that I mean that this player I, is suing over it. It's pretty funny. I mean, uh, for his sake, I do hope that he does get better. Um, he in in a quote he said his life really just that that concussion kind of just sets him upside down. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where it. I mean, poor guy, bullpen in, in on the field. I mean. It's pretty funny. It's it's kind of an odd situation you don't see every day. I don't I don't know if I have much more to contribute to that other than the fact that like why are there still bullpens on the yeah. field? I, yeah, I, I'm willing to justify on his behalf just saying how dumb and and dangerous it is to have mounds in the field to play. How many ballparks uh, still uh, have the actual? It's yeah, in Oakland. Yeah. Okay. Um, so both of the Bay Area Yeah, but teams, Oakland, Oakland's uh, bullpens are also 50 miles off the foul line. So Still in yes. play. Yes. Still in they're, play. They're, yes. They're closer to their two Like fans. you said, Oakland is a really old stadium. Yeah. And then Tampa <laughs> Bay is the, the only other one. Whatever the hell this ballpark is no, called they, now. Wait, did they move the bullpens in built Tampa in 2000. Bay? Hmm? Uh, the, the Giants moved their bullpens uh, uh, away from the field this year and that's one of the that's one of the things uh max actually putting in his uh claim uh like i think the like Rays actually still have bullpens on their field i think so which is also dumb yeah. it's this small market teams is, is that is that a trend did you just call san francisco a small market no 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 no, no, no. Oh. Oakland. I, I i don't count san francisco as a small market obviously and i also also um, they technically don't have their bullpens on the field anymore, so no. But Oakland and Tampa, they get likened a lot together. I'm just thinking like back so. to is like... That part, is that part of Moneyball, injure the other team's players? Mm, I don't think <laughs> or, it was. But risk injuring your own? Yeah. Well, then he he becomes expendable. Until yeah. he sues you. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that part of the book myself, so probably not. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Now I'm just thinking, like, how funny would that have been if, when Montalas Hill was still a thing in Houston, if somebody sued the Astros, like, hey, this stupid hill in center field, like, ruined my career. I'm honestly sue that over that's, it. that that hill is more entertaining than the bull than the bullpens. That why did that hill exist? Because like, that ballpark is just boring. Otherwise, <laughs> true. They got I a choo choo train. Well, they, I'm assuming they got rid of it to find ways to put cameras there. Um, but <laughs> like Honestly, probably, yes. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But honestly, I didn't mind that hill. It was pretty entertaining seeing how feelers have to go back all the way up yeah, onto that Remember hill. when they used to have the flagpoles on the hill? Yeah, like what the? Awesome. Beltron made that great catch up on the hill. Did anybody ever climb the pole? No. Uh, yeah, I don't, so. I don't think so. Well, but now the now that ballpark is just stupid. So, in case you forgot about 
tall as hill there's a little blast from like five years ago in the past so let's let's move on let's let's do it let's do our bauer hour free agency update it's not going to take an hour but this is it's, it's this is where we we talk about trevor bauer and all the other boring free agents so farbode let's let's start with let's start with you um uh well i i'm my my part in this bauer hour is just to give an update of what this man's up to um this man just won the Cy Young, so i he hasn't really been tweeting recently he's he's been he's been just probably as i'm assuming training and basking in the glory that he's won the Cy Young. um this he his agent just got verified on twitter which is great for her and a bunch of people are basically tweeting him back and forth saying come to our team or i hate you and and i hate what you're doing for baseball so it's just Trevor Bowers created a very big fan base and very big, how do you say, a, a large group of haters, too. Haters. The baseball traditionals, the, the, the baseball traditionalists and the baseball, um, the guys who actually want baseball to stick around. And I actually appreciate, as a Trevor Bauer fan, I appreciate what he's trying to do for the sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be just the right amount of insane and patient to put yourself in situations constantly where you allow random people on the internet to shout at you, come to my team, go to this team, this team sucks, where are you going, why won't you tell us where you're going, come here, like, oh my god, like, this man is just absorbing all of it, like, it fuels him, the the internet chaos um, just just absolutely sustains him, and he live, he live-streamed his, uh, his acceptance thing on on you know mlb network they they have all the the nominees wait around on on camera just in case they win and they ask him some questions and and they want to see their reactions and he was just live streaming it himself on his end and uh yeah that's that's the extent of of the comments that you'll see there is just people demanding he come to their teams uh yeah so actually, news-wise, not not a whole lot of news on like where he's gonna go. He's gonna let everybody fester, and uh, and stew is probably the better word for it. So we'll talk about the other boring free agents, I guess, for a little bit. Uh, Marcus Stroman and and uh, Kevin Gosman, though, they actually did something. They accepted the qualifying offer, which was nineteen million dollars a piece, just another year. Stroman back to the Mets, Gosman back to the Giants. Uh, Rudy, what do you think that? this is going to mean for the rest of the free agent market um probably not good for them <laughs> I, are, are you sure drew smell like kind of an evil laugh <laughs> that's maniacal drew smell like 11 million that that's is, true too that could be good for them then i don't <laughs> it's probably bad but it could be good here's my real response it would be that either way the nba offseason has been more entertaining in one day than all the mlb offseason it so always far. is two weeks they need to step that game up bro the re- the that's the real entertainment value well i think that's part of the nba's attempt at making the nba a, a, in a non-covid world the they're making the nba a year-round sport of engagement basically it's because i mean they finish their season two weeks later. It's uh, free agency, two, and then that lasts for like a couple weeks. 
and that's and then there's like the draft a little bit more and then a summer ball i mean some summer league and then uh and then like wait like five to six weeks all of a sudden it's preseason and then the season starts they're doing a really good job of just shortening the amount of time that these uh that these things can happen which is boosting their engagement making it a lot more entertaining i mean with the mlb one thing we've had as a problem over the last couple off seasons is some guys aren't getting signed until like two or three days before spring training even breaks out. So that's just months and months of just nothing happening, which is boring. And, and all, but also too, like the way that the NBA, NFL, I think in the NHL does it, a lot of other major sports, they have like two weeks between the end of their season and then free agency opening. So you have two weeks of nothing to really announce because nobody is technically a free agent. So then you have this buildup of people talking to people, and then you have this flurry of signings the day that free agency opens. MLB, everybody's like, all right, World Series last out is throwing Kate. This guy's a free agent. Everybody's a free agent now. It's like, so then it becomes a slow burn. Yeah, it, there's no tampering that can be accused in the MLB yeah. based on that. Now, now when this stuff is happening in the NBA, all of a sudden you hear someone signed on day one. They made four trades on day one. That has to be tampering. Like, that, that's what's just fun. It's, it it boosts fan engagement, boosts fan interest, and I just appreciate that a lot. Yeah, NBA offseason straight up just reality TV, and and that's fine. Like it, I, it's not really the responsibility of the teams to make the offseason exciting. It in terms of like the overall the interest of the sport. Yeah, like the teams are gonna do what they will over the span of of the offseason. However, it shakes out. Like I'm not. Not blaming MLB owners or, or GMs more more accurately for for not giving us excitement nonstop throughout the off season. Like they don't have to; they're gonna do what they think is is right. Uh, it's it's totally. I mean, the different. baseball writers are basically thanking God for Steve Cohen for yeah. buying the Mets. The, the baseball least, writers like, are trying. Yeah, like like at least they he gave them some headlines and some sound bites over the last week to do something about. The amount of articles dedicated to talking and hyping up that guy was unacceptable i thought that was embarrassing honestly from a journalistic perspective hyping up steve but, cohen but, but what i'm saying is other than that what else would they be talking about there's nothing going on wait why is it bad to hype the, up what about the dominican league what about it okay <laughs> you asked me for somebody else to talk about no, I no, go. I just I just said why Socrates is it irresponsible? Brito is playing in the, in the Dominican League. Exactly, Socrates Brito. See, that's basically equivalent to, you know, six NBA trades at least. Only on beat the shift baseball. Also, Francisco Mejia is playing there, which is funny. There's a team that is like sixty percent Yan- former Yankees. <laughs> is that does that show something about their scouting? They like Dominicans. <laughs> Everybody does. Yes. Yankees are special for liking Dominican players. What were we talking about again? <laughs> I think we were talking True about holiday. free agency. No, not that free agency. <laughs> Wrong free agency. Uh, Let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Talking about if Strowman and Gosman taking the qualifying offer is good or bad for the rest of the free agents in the field. Yeah, we, we already pretty much talked. Bauer's the only pitcher free agent left, basically, so... Uh, good for he's gonna make a lot of money. That's the same. Can we, can we put a Twitter fake news on what you just said? 
So obviously there's more pitchers left. The Bowers just the only have, like, good one. Five like there's no good ones. Like there's a bunch of like very decent ones. Okay, that, yeah. There, well, there, okay. There's like James Paxton, and uh, Tanaka. I but guess Bauer was always the only ace. So it's like it's not like his market has changed. It's yeah, like there's, there's like, like more scarcity for him now because two guys signed the qualifying offer. But those two guys there's were like half of the the pitching class this year. Like there's not a whole lot of them. There's one obvious ace, and then a bunch of guys that you can hope will start either two to four in your rotation. For the Angels, probably one to three. Um, <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah, I mean, like according to Fangraphs, anyway, of of like the top twenty free agents, uh, there's there's like four pitchers. I think. Am I counting four pitchers? Four starting pitchers. And and half. Mm. Or no, there's five. And and two of them signed so yeah i was pretty accurate in what i was saying hey, i mean technically anyone could be a pitcher true yes all right this is that's not a conversation i alex I Uwe I even entertain. tried to pitch a couple of years ago exactly i tried and i succeeded don't worry check me he got it yes. like he was like 2-0 with a zero era yep people people fear me on the on the bump let that be known uh, we Ray Ray very subtly tried to to nudge us into the last little segue. topic that we were going to talk about. It was an unsuccessful segue, unfortunately. You gotta you gotta segue with a little more conviction. Uh, there are Hall no. of Fame nominees at this point, and it's it's not that exciting. Normally, the Hall of Fame is like one of the more uh, I don't know one of the bigger things that people talk about in the MLB offseason. It makes the offseason fun. It's not so spectacular this time around. Uh, who Ray? Do you want to share any? Any highlights, if there are any notable? I mean, I'll, I'll lead by saying I I don't think any of us would be surprised if nobody got in this year because outside of your Bonds, Clemens, Kurt Schilling, who, if you take away all the noise around them, are Hall of Famers, but obviously there's a lot of noise to consider. Nobody who's new on the ballot or still remaining on the ballot is a surefire Hall of Famer. Ray, I mean, how dare you? Don't besmirch the name of Latroy Hawkins like that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I forgot about Michael Kadir too. Latroy Hawkins, come on, Latroy <laughs> Hawkins. Yeah, that I mean, a unanimous selection, right? At least, at least <laughs> unanimous. He's gonna get a pity <laughs> vote. Yeah, you have a whole, you have a whole lot of very good players on the ballot. You have your Bobby Brays, Todd Helton, uh, Mark Burley. I mean, I would throw Tim Hudson in the mix too, but like. You don't have that surefire Hall of Famer. Latroy Hawkins. <laughs> How about Nick Swisher? What is the criteria for this? I'm just. Does anyone know off the top of their head? Like to be on the ballot? Yeah. Um, I know you have to have been retired for five years. I don't know yeah. how long your like year has been. Very low threshold of like career success, kind of. For right, like, due service time. Yeah. Like Dan Heron? How is Dan Heron a Hall of Famer? What universe? For his Twitter He's presence. He's not going to stay on the ballot. But why should he? Do you realize, how many, do you realize how many guys just like fall off the ballot? I, 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 it should year. be reconsidered, I think, who is allowed to even enter ballot contention. Who's even going to stay on the ballot? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, or most people are just going to be like, nah, I'm good when it comes to why voting. Why is he even on the ballot is my question. Um, I think because he played, time. he played long enough in the big leagues. That's that's got to be like, it. Why is the, like why is the Troy Hawkins on the ballot? 
he's he's well, been around a, a while. Exactly. It I counts mean, he's for something. the first ballot unanimous. <laughs> That's why. It's it's a first ballot name for sure. One of the best names. Yeah. I think I can think of. So that was all we had there. Oh yeah, wait, there was more news because it's relatively recent. But Mike Clevenger has uh, oh, is having yeah. Tommy John surgery, so no one saw that coming. Rip Padres. I don't really know what they're gonna do now. Yeah. So he he did sign a two year extension, of which one year he will be out for the season. So yeah, well that's they, the Padres special extension. though. He he did the Garrett Richards yeah the Garrett Richards special. He did he signed a two year extension for eleven and a half million where basically he's getting paid for 2022. So, but I don't know how that works with cuz he he was under team control for a while, wasn't he? Um yeah, I think uh two more seasons. But is the funny part is too that the Padres released both of those those items in the same tweet and led with oh. like Mike like we're announcing a, a two-year extension or yeah two-year extension for Mike Clevenger oh yeah he's having Tommy John surgery so he will miss all of next year <laughs> I don't I don't envy the social media coordinator who had to get that press release in an email be like all right what am I gonna do with this I mean I guess <laughs> it's like it's like the the shit sandwich right that's you try to you try to layer in the bad news with with some good news that's that's how I see it so that happened as well. Rip Padres, un- unless they get yeah. triple power. Maybe, maybe get an MRI on your best pitcher. I, they, I mean, there's lots of comprehensive tests. It is amazing that the Indians, in the span of a, a year, traded away two of their top starting pitchers, and both of them got injured almost immediately with their new teams. Indians have fleeced the Padres twice now. I have they really though? Like what did the what did they even get back? The the Indians kind of just give give people away to begin with. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that that's that's a note that I think we're going to have to end on because there's nothing really else to talk about. Uh we do have an interesting podcast coming out later this week. Where we give we I'm gonna basically say we're we're given the MLB in an NBA offseason feel. That's that's the the best way I can describe it. So if you're interested in that, um, check look out for that later in the week. But thank you anybody that is still around. If you enjoyed it, make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And connect with us on social media at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We want to hear what you have to say about about anything really tell us how much we suck um and then also check out our website beat the shift baseball.com for all our podcasts articles everything else it's all there uh so yeah that's it for today thanks everybody one last time as always forbode peace <laughs>